Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right, here we go. Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski and the cap is over there. Last time we were in a swimming pool, Cap was trying to hold me under. You know, he was a big bully. No, actually, he was trying to baptize me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> because he says, you know, Cap says that you have to be sub- fully submersed when you're baptized, and I say you just have to be sprinkled. And so that's what we're going to be talking about here on this edition of Growing in Grace. <laughs> and you got people believing you right now, too, I'm sure. Because that's one of the most important arguments that Christians can possibly bring up for a discussion. That's right. If you're going to be arguing about stuff, do important stuff, like whether you got to be sprinkled or dunked. <laughs> Speaking of that, i got to go get a donut for my coffee here, uh, being dunked. <laughs> now that I do believe. <laughs> you and your addictions. Yeah, it's more the coffee than anything. Yeah. Well, hey, let, let's talk about this thing that I, I don't think we've ever discussed before, Joel. And, uh, you know, my inner man is telling me we'll probably never discuss it again. <laughs> but somebody, uh, you know, wrote to us and, and asked us to uh, discuss the subject of, of water baptism. And so we're going to do that today, uh, hopefully through the eyes of grace, and uh, maybe even just a, a little bit of common sense sprinkled in here and there. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to submerse our common sense in all of this? <laughs> well, God willing, uh, let's hope so. <laughs> all right, yeah, I mean, and this I think is it, it's an important subject for some people. In my mind, it's been settled for a long time, and so it's not something I think of a whole lot. But I do know, like you said, we had someone ask us if we would talk about this, and I know that it's on the minds of a lot of people. They wonder whether or not it's necessary to be baptized in water in order to be saved. There are some scriptures that kind of seem to make it sound like that, and then there's a whole bunch of other scriptures that kind of leave that out and don't make it seem like that. So we'll talk about some of these things here and just try to wade through it all. (laughs) Wade. Um, Okay. You know, it's one of those things, we don't want to make light or fun of baptism or suggest that it's not important. We're not trying to communicate that. But like we started out with, there are people, I think, uh, sometimes fighting over the wrong things when it comes to, you know, sprinkling and and dunking and and that sort of thing. Although I will say that I I don't know how you can get around this, but I'll just bring it up and say it. The Greek word, it it means to be immersed, the Greek word for baptize. But we're not here to argue about sprinkling and submersion. Uh, We're just here to talk about the subject of, of water baptism and what it means for us today as believers. Now, I told you, Joel, before we came on the show, I wouldn't bring this up. So I'm not. <laughs> when but I'm doubt, going just to go ahead and do yeah. it anyway. <laughs> uh, freedom in Christ, I love it. Um, and, and so I, I'm not here to suggest that water baptism shouldn't be done today. So hear me say that first. But I believe personally, and this is just a personal belief of mine, and uh, maybe somebody out there who's more of a scholar could back me up on this, but. I think back in the time of uh, when the Bible was written and before that, during the, the life of Jesus, John the Baptist, the, the early church, I think water baptism, it's often referred to as an outward sign of an inward change. It was a way to publicly testify or identify with the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's still that today. 
It's just that I think back then during that time there was this thing called water baptism that other people, whether they were believers or not, understood what the significance of that was, what it communicated. And we've kind of turned it into a, a ceremonial thing these days where we're at in, in, in this time. But I think back then it, it had a, a more significant form of communicating what it was that uh, these believers were doing with water baptism. And you had mentioned, Joel, before we came on that water baptism really didn't just start as a Christian thing. Yeah, there was, uh, and I was trying to look it up, I couldn't find it, but I remember reading in the law, I don't know if it was Exodus or one of those, there was a law that had to do with people being submerged in water, or had had to do with water, and so they, the Jews were familiar with a form of baptism, that is, like you say, the word baptism itself doesn't mean baptized in water, uh, it means submersed. We can talk about that, too. Uh, being baptized with the Holy Spirit really has nothing to do with water. But they knew something about, uh, some form of baptism. When, and then when they were coming to John to be baptized, that wasn't Christian baptism. These are Jews who were still under the law. Jesus hadn't come yet. They weren't being baptized in the name of Jesus. In fact, uh, John the Baptist told them, Matthew three eleven says, Indeed, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So John knew that his baptism wasn't it. That wasn't going to be the final thing. That was something that had to do more with the law and with the Jewish community than it had to do with anything else. And he knew that Jesus was coming with a different type of baptism, submersing the people in the Holy Spirit. And fire, of course, is often a representative of the Holy Spirit. So that was John's baptism. So they knew what baptism was. And I think, I think that you're on to something, Cap, there, just you know, saying that it was more of a, a symbolic thing that people understood to mean something. Maybe it stood for something else. That's kind of what I think water baptism means. I'll shoot it back to you, but I, I'm looking for another verse that has to do with that. Well, uh, try and pluck one out of, out of context. I will. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, well, I think the Bible teaches about several different kinds of baptisms. Baptism into the body of Christ, baptism into water, and baptism into the Holy Spirit. And numerous times, you know, in the New Testament, you will find things being talked about re referring to baptism, and it's not always to do with water. Even sometimes when it looks like it has to do with water, it may not be. So we're baptized into the body of Christ as a believer who decided to, to trust in Christ, and, and so the story goes. I mean, there, there's just, I'm, I just want to point out to you that a lot of times people assume water, and that is not always the case. But the Holy Spirit himself, you know, you picture somebody being baptized like you've probably seen at church or something. Uh, you've got somebody who is doing the baptizing, and then somebody being baptized, and then something, another element, which is the water, that we'll assume for right now they're being dunked into. And that's kind of how it is when we're brought into the body of Christ as believers. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. It's as if Jesus himself, that Christ is the water. Just some, some trying to paint some pictures here, because first of all, some people will ask the question, Joel, do you have to be baptized to be saved? 
And I, I will just go out on a limb here right now and say that that would absolutely have to not be the case because we see in so many places, we don't have enough time on our podcast to start naming all the scriptures in Paul's writings that discuss that we are saved by faith, we've been made righteous by the, the blood of Jesus. And if water baptism was necessary beyond faith and the blood of Jesus, then Paul certainly would have mentioned it over and over again. Wouldn't that? And that's where I throw a little common sense into this. Yeah, I think so too, because he, all of Romans, all of Galatians, all of Ephesians, all of Philippians, all of these epistles that Paul wrote, where he talked so in-depth about how to be saved, what salvation is, what righteousness is, what justification is, all of those things. He talked about those in-depth, and he never once mentioned baptism as uh, going along with any of those things. And again, you know, we're not putting down baptism. There is a place for baptism in the life of, of a Christian, but it's more of a, of a symbolic thing. Uh, in First Peter, this is the one I was looking for, it, P- Peter was talking about Noah, First Peter 20 and 21, talking about Noah, who built the ark, and in it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. That's the NIV version. In the uh, New King James Version, it uses the word antitype. In other words, water is an antitype. And it says, not the removal of the filth of the flesh. That's not what saves us. So it's water baptism isn't what saves us. It's just a symbol of what saves us. But the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of of Jesus Christ. So we're saved by grace through faith, and water baptism is a representative, that word antitype that the uh, New King James uses. In the Greek, it means something formed after some pattern, something that resembles another. In other words, it's a symbol. It's a symbolic thing. That's really what uh, water baptism is. And so people say, well, what about Acts 2.38? There's a whole big Acts 2.38 crowd out there, Cap, and I've run into them quite a lot over the years, and I'll just get into that real briefly, but uh, people had heard what Peter had said. They were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent, and every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, Cap, you had said something before we started recording about that word for, and I'll shoot that over to you. Yeah, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Uh, I heard a famous Bible teacher, well-known, quite old now, but he had pointed out that that word for, F-O-R, could mean to get, and it can also mean because of. So here we are looking at being baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. It could be to get the remission of sins or because of the remission of sins. And because of some of the things we've already mentioned, about Paul's writings and so forth, I would submit to you that it's it's because of. So it, it's not to get the remission or the forgiveness of sins. It's to uh, it's because we've been forgiven. Uh, this is one way of publicly demonstrating our um, identity with Jesus Christ, His burial and, and resurrection. Even Strong's in his concordance, Joel says that the this word in the Greek uh, has more than one meaning, similar to uh, what I just described. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, going along with all of that, you know, for the remission of sins, again, like you said, look at all of the writings of Paul, and even in Acts, look up all the words, uh, the instances of the word remission of sins in the Bible. 
Like Acts 10.43, to him, that's Jesus, all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Nothing about baptism there. Many, many other verses that, uh, as we're running out of time here, but many other verses in scriptures that we could talk about that uh, show that salvation is by grace through faith. The remission of sins is by grace through faith. Whoever believes in his name, righteousness, justification, salvation, sanctification, all of those things. Just look at the majority of all the scriptures, and they are absent of baptism as a requirement for all of those things. So really, again, we don't want to be down on this, but it, I think it is. I think it's been a good discussion here, Cap, and hopefully some food for thought for people if they were kind of wondering if uh, salvation is dependent upon water baptism or not. Well, again, Hebrews 6 talks about the doctrine of baptisms, plural, and I, I believe we're talking about, personally, uh, baptism into the body of Christ, baptism in water, and baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I, I think it was a good discussion. I just think sometimes we need to uh, consider just a little common sense and take a, a step back and look at the entire Scripture and not get caught up uh, focusing on just a few verses here and there. Yeah, I think that's true, Cap. And, you know, sometimes taking just some of those verses out of context or whatever, sometimes it causes misperceptions about what life in Christ really is, and that kind of carries over into the people that we're trying to share Christ with. Sometimes the church puts out a lot of misperceptions about who Christ really is, and that kind of keeps people from coming to him sometimes. So we'll talk about that next week here on Growing in Grace. What are some of the things that keep people from coming to Christ, some of the misperceptions that they have about Christ and the church? That's coming up next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.